0: Even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary, DW revoid for prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
1: <laughs> okay. Hi. This is Me Before Mom, the podcast that helps moms stay connected to themselves while doing the most important job they'll ever have. And I'm your host, Bert Anderson. Hey guys, it's Bert, and you are listening to Season 3 of Me Before Mom. We're at Season 3, guys. That's kind of crazy. Kind of bananas. Uh, But today, what I want to talk to you about, and actually I'll probably be talking about this a lot this season because I've recently entered into it, but I have entered into the stage of motherhood that I am calling the personal assistant stage. So motherhood, you know, it has its ages and stages. There's the newborn stage, especially when you're a first-time mom. It's kind of a trial by fire type of thing. You're You're all consumed with the physical demands of your baby and whether or not you're doing something wrong. If you're like me, you are obsessing about every little sneeze or cough or my son like spit up, major spit up on me once. Actually, it happened like two times in a row. And I'm pretty sure all that happened was I was nursing him. And I think he, like, milk went down the rock tube or something. I thought he was dying. I was ready to put him in the car seat. And I told my husband, like, it's time. Like, we have to go. Like, he is dying. He's like, Bert, he just, he spit up. That day is also the day I learned that it doesn't matter if you call the nurse helpline because they can't tell you anything. And they will just say, well, I don't know. Is this what, you know, I I can't really tell you anything unless you bring your baby in. That was not very reassuring. So anyway, so that's the newborn, like that first year stage is kind of just survival of the fittest, keeping the baby alive and happy and well. And then you have the toddler and preschool years. And those years are super fun because you watch your children Get grow up and they get a personality. But the annoying thing about that is that they also learn that they're an individual and they can say no. Some people like to call the toddler years uh, the tiny teenager years um, because they're testing the boundaries. That's what kids do. Toddlers are, you know, they want to push and push and push and push to see how far they can get Before you, you know, have some type of consequence for them. And admittedly, I am sure that they don't consciously think that. uh, But that's just the way it is. It's kind of like this, you know, I say to my son, don't go in the street. All he hears is in the street. So then it becomes this game of, I said, don't go in the street. And he's just thinking, I'm going to go in the street. And so it's like this creative parenting where you're trying to communicate the rules to this tiny human who really doesn't understand language. And it's very confusing. And again, it's physically exhausting. So physically exhausting. Because they also start hitting at that age, too. All three of my children started hitting at the age of 18 months. And it was so... (laughs) mind-boggling so like oh seriously anyway so that's you've got toddler preschool years and now we're into the place uh that I am in right now it's the school age years so you have the school age years starts at kindergarten first grade goes on forever until they graduate high school or college or whatever. Uh, and all of a sudden you you're not only are you dealing with your child who still is, is figuring out that they are an individual and they have personality and you know opinions and they're an individual, but you also have outside influences. And if your kids are in elementary school, they're going to be spending, and and like elementary, middle, high school, you know, they're going to be spending the majority of their time with their classmates and their teachers and the other adults that are around them. Even, Even if your kid was in a daycare, even if you did, you know, daycare when your kids were, you know, little and not in elementary school. There is some aspect of that, that you can have that open line of communication with your care provider and check in on your kids. I mean, some daycares have the ability to have video cameras set up so you can, you know, you can check in on your kid from time to time. They don't do that in school. No, they do not. (laughs) And it's a little alarming when you first get to that stage because you're like, I wonder what's happening. I don't know what's going on. I don't even know what to do with myself. But you have to resist the urge of being a helicopter parent. Don't do that. That doesn't help anybody. But it's the weirdest thing, you know? Those kids, they come home from school, and you ask them how their day was, and they're like, fine. And you're like... That's not, I mean, that that technically is what I was asking you. Uh, but I meant what did you do today? So the beginning, that's kind of the beginning of this this personal assistant role that I am have found myself in. So it begins with that kind of lack of commu- communication. You know, you don't know what's going on in your kid's life, and yet you are still responsible to keep everything together for them. The other thing that happens in the elementary school years. Well, just say let's just say school years, guys. The other thing that happens in the school years is that you your kids begin to find activities that they want to be involved in and they want to excel at. And me, my kids, like, I kind of let them be kids for a really long time. I didn't really push them into any sports or activities when they were little. Um, I was a really serious swimmer growing up. I did it for eight years. Uh, and I didn't start that until the summer after third grade. And I appreciated that my parents allowed me time to, you know, just play and and do fun things like at home and just be a kid. And so I never wanted to kind of pressure them, you know, into doing that. I'm not saying that it's it's wrong. I also um, have found the older I get, the more disorganized I, I am. Um, and this summer, I have lived by my Google Calendar. I am not kidding. I have never once <laughs> used a Google Calendar as much as I have this past summer. You know, I've always been the kind of person that I can have like a running list in my head of what's going on. Sure, we may miss things here or there, may feel a little discombobulated, but for the most part, it's not that big of a deal. That dramatically changed for me in the summer of 2021. So my kids are in different sports at this point. I have two girls who are playing softball. And you would think, because I incorrectly thought, that because they're both doing the same sport, surely it's not going to be that many, like, schedule conflicts. I have a 10-year-old and a 6-year-old. One is playing 10U, the other is playing 6U. Uh, I was a swimmer, and I swam for eight years. My sister also swam. So swim practices, swim meets, they all happened at the same time. Super easy. That is not the way softball goes, at least not in our softball organization. No. My 10-year-old is on the travel team. Don't be, like, too impressed. She's on the C travel team. Not trying to, like, brag about my kids. But if there is ever a time you want to brag about your kids, you can totally brag about them to me. Anyway, side note. So my 10-year-old practices on Mondays and Wednesdays, and then she has games on Tuesday and Thursday. Problem with that is that when my 6-year-old started, her practices were on Tuesday nights and her games were on Thursdays. And because she's six, and she's a little bit of a mama's girl, she wants me with her all the time. Yes, that's right. And if you've never, ever watched uh, six and under softball, I'm also told baseball is the same way, it is the equivalent of watching a snail cross the street. Just on repeat, over and over and over again, it's like a loop. So my husband and I took turns uh, going to practices and games and I had to figure out a way to keep track of where people were playing, what time their games were, and where was I supposed to be in all of this. And i am it, it was enough to make me go... <laughs> crazy. And not only that, but then you add in the mom guilt of not being able to watch one of your kids play a sport. And my 10-year-old is just starting to really get into softball. And so it's really fun to watch those games. And then I felt guilty because it was really boring to sit at the 6U game and cheer, you know, because everybody makes it on a base in six you and everybody gets to hit the ball. I had no time for myself. I've had no time for myself. My older two kids uh, are both doing an athletic training program that happens at the gym in our hometown. It's also on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but it's in the morning and it's My house is about like five to eight minutes away. So I have enough time to drop one kid off at the gym, come home. And for about 20 minutes, I can do something. It's usually water my garden. And then I have to get the other kid to the same gym. So I feel like I'm constantly just turning around in circles all the time, all the time. My son, God bless him. He's finally figured out that he really loves basketball, so we signed him up for a two-week basketball-like workshop that was done through our basketball association, and it was just for an hour for two weeks, hour once a day. Um, but again, I ran into that same problem of it was close enough to home that it wasn't a long drive, but it was annoying to go home because I had to turn right back around to get there on time. And I don't know about you, but I, I hate making my kids wait to be picked up. I did it once with my son this summer and it was, it was, yeah, I was very late and it was a downpour and he decided to stand in the middle of the rain waiting for me rather than stand up by the Uh, school building where there's an awning but that's beside the point I was still late so I have all these things that are happening all the time and at the end of the night I'm so tired that I'm finding it hard to feel like I am anything but a personal assistant Which is exhausting. Let me explain a few other things that have happened that kind of have like, you know, made me realize that this is the stage of life that we're in, moms of school aged children. Uh, I go to the gym um, in the mornings and I will say going to the gym is my me time. I don't miss it. My kids don't question where I'm going. They just know it's going to happen. Um, the school was still in session and I got a call from my six-year-old, mommy, where are you? I was like, well, honey, I'm on my way home. I'm coming home from the gym. And then she said, okay, but I need my water bottle filled. Okay. Now like soak, let that soak in. I'm in the car across town And my six-year-old needs her water bottle filled. So I said to her, "Um, okay, but sweetie, dad's home. Dad, daddy can do that. Daddy can fill your water bottle. I'm pretty sure he's more than capable of doing that. And it's not that my husband doesn't do anything. It's just that I, to my children, am everything. I do everything for them. I am the keeper of the schedule every day. At the end of the day, they ask me, mom, what are we doing tomorrow? Sometimes I like to say, take over the world, like pinky in the brain. They don't get that reference. Um, But it's fun to say, I would recommend saying that to your kids. But there's no way of kind of being in this stage of life that doesn't feel like you are completely losing yourself. And when I was younger, I had a lot of older, wiser moms who were my friends. And they would tell me, you know, oh, you're going to miss these days when they're gone. You know, I am sure that you're rolling your eyes because I usually rolled my eyes too. Um, They were right. Darn it. They were right. And I do miss those days. When it was simple, Um, I miss those days when I I wasn't dealing with prepubescent kids who have hormones that are raging and all over the place. You know, one of my older kids slept in and wasn't able to go to, um, well, they went to the youth athletic program. They needed water. So I filled a water bottle up. For them and I gave it to them and it was like like Mount Vesuvius erupted in my car what you didn't put ice in this how could you not have put ice in this blah blah blah, blah. and I was like oh my gosh I didn't put ice in your water I felt like I was in a scene of Devil Wears Prada I mean, think about what a personal assistant does, especially if you're a personal assistant for a high-powered individual. You know that person's schedule front and back. You know it like the back of your hand. You also get to be the emotional punching bag. So not only are you like physically exhausted because you're driving all over creation for your kids and you have in your head at all times, we have to go do this and we need to do that and this is what's coming up. Um, but you also have the outbursts and you're dealing with the friend drama that comes, especially if you have girls, even if you have boys, I have learned there's friend drama. Um, it's a lot. It is a lot. So I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm still trying to figure out how to do this time of life and not lose myself in it. And I, I understand now the me before mom in this school age time of life. Like if we're going to do this moms, we have to be even more diligent than we have been. I'm not saying this to like, say this time of parenthood sucks because it doesn't, it's fun Like, I have a really great relationship with my son and my middle, well, all three of my kids. I have a really good relationship with them. My son tells me pretty much everything, which I recognize is rare for a boy. Um, My daughter tells me pretty much everything, too. And she can be really, really sweet in between the emotional outbursts that happen because I've looked at her the wrong way or told her to do something. this this time is really sweet but you kind of feel like you're a chicken running around with your head cut off i don't have any i don't have any tricks of the trade to tell you what to do i recognize that some of you who are listening to this maybe you have been doing this schedule you know juggling act far longer than i have and hopefully you have tips for me um, because it is it is something else, my friends. It really is. Um, I was talking to my mom about this because she was like, how are you doing, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I just feel like I don't do anything but drive in the car back and forth and sit in parking lots. And she was like, oh, well, that is – I." I totally understand. Cause I did that too. Do you remember when you went to the Huntington learning center? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, yeah, I, I sat at a Starbucks uh, for 45 minutes, three times a week. And that was all I did. And like how, and this just shows the, you know, just how self-centered kids are, because really they have no concept of kind of the world outside themselves. I had no clue that and didn't even take into account that while I was at a learning center being tutored in math, my mom was either sitting in the parking lot of the tutoring center waiting for me, or she thankfully went to a Starbucks and sat and read. And this was like the early 2000s. So there wasn't even smartphones. So I think it's hard to not become resentful to your kids because you feel like saying to them, like, do you not know what I do for you? Everything I do for you. But they don't, they don't know. And they're not going to know. I don't think until, until they're a lot older and that's okay. So I feel like you're, we're like constantly like balancing on this tightrope of, Managing our feelings, doing everything for everybody else, and then feeling guilty when we're frustrated and angry because we feel like we're doing everything for everybody else and nobody sees it. Eventually, they'll see it. I promise you. Every time I see my my parents, I apologize to them for the way I was as a teenager because I was a jerk. Yep. And a rebel. And I get it now. But I didn't get it then. You know, in season two, we talked a lot about cutting yourself slack and, and doing the things that make you feel relaxed in life. And so now I'm still trying to do that and figuring out a way to manage it with the way with do, having to do everything from the inside of my car or from a waiting room. Whether it's the orthodontist office or, you know, doctor's office for well child visits you know driving all over creation for some sporting event or you know music event it's a lot but we have to I think in order to survive we have to be willing to really get down and know ourselves and know what is going to make us not lose our minds. So that is what we're going to be looking at in season one, in season three. I almost said season one, guys. No, we're in season three, but we're going to look at that. I, I really want to dive into this topic because mainly because I need to figure it out myself. And so I figure you guys will just do it with me. We'll all figure it out together. How to not lose yourself while doing the most important job you'll ever have. So, be ready guys, cuz we are on a, in a whole different area of motherhood. And we are the keepers of the schedules and the emotions and the vehicle, the transportation, and food cleaning, the laundry, not all of the laundry. There's a lot. And and this is why I think we have to be willing to accept help from others and recognize that it is not our job to shelter our kids from every single responsibility that there is in life. And we will talk more about that later. Um, Because I have found that that is like a big key to this is is kind of demanding that my kids help out more but as you're figuring this out and as I'm figuring this out it's important to um, remember to be kind to yourself like I always say be kind to yourself always be kind Hello, friends. We are going to do a new segment that's totally fun and right up my alley and yours. It's called What Did Bert Watch This Week? And it's a fun little segment where Sarah, my producer, is here going I to... Here I am. Yes, she's right here. <laughs> I know it's weird to hear your voice all of a sudden.
2: She's gonna ask...
1: present. She's going to ask me what i've been watching this week so take it away here we go
2: all right Bert, what have what what did you watch on monday night on
1: monday night i watched manifest on netflix what is manifest about so manifest it came out on nbc first and then it was canceled Little side note, but it is about a plane that takes off from the Caribbean. And it's really interesting because, okay, so they show this group, this family, and the plane is like overcrowded. And so some of the family members get on the original plane, and then the brother, his sister, and the brother's son take a later flight. So the later flight has this really super duper weird turbulence. Like the plane kind of feels like it's going to crash. The lights are going off and it's like super bumpy. Like things are looking really weird or whatever. Um, But it doesn't last very long. It's like maybe two or three minutes. And then it like stops and it's calm and everything is fine and then then the pilots are getting ready to land at Dulles and they you know contact air traffic control and they're like requesting to land and the air traffic controllers are like confusingly, like excuse me what like who did you say you were so they say their call number again their plane and they they send the plane to a different like runway and they get off of the plane. Um, The passengers are all very confused because they don't know what's going on and they're sent off to a hangar. And then they find out in the hangar that uh, the plane and all the passengers in it have been missing for five years. So five years have passed and everybody in the world has aged five years and time has moved on, but everybody on the plane look the exact same as they did the day they left like they have not aged a day I have goosebumps that's weird it's it's so weird yeah and I mean if you just think about it so like um I don't think this is too spoilery but the son of the main character um has leukemia and um So he, like, his leukemia hasn't, like, changed at all. But it's been five years of progress in the world to treat this form of leukemia, childhood leukemia.
2: Whoa, crazy. That's so cool. That's an interesting concept. I feel like it has happened in my life a little bit.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you anything else. Yeah, don't. I'm going to watch it. Don't watch, don't, don't, I'm not going to tell you anything else, even though I really, really want you to, and now I want to go watch it, but uh, Netflix has had, like, this has all of a sudden become a cult classic on Netflix, and they've had so many people watching it that Netflix um, paid to film season, the final season, which is season four, four, so they are filming a season four, which will be the final season. Dang, I'm excited. Uh yeah. Tell me about it. Manifest. Cool. I will have to check that out. How did you watch it? Uh Netflix. Okay, cool. Yep. Okay, what other show did you watch this week? Um I watched Below Deck Mediterranean on Bravo cool. TV. What is that about? Oh gosh, it's so good. Okay, so Below Deck Mediterranean is about these super yachts and it is about um, the crew that takes care of the people who rent the yacht. It is about the crew that sleeps below deck. So you have like the deck crew who clean the ship and do all that stuff. And then you have the stews who are the stewardesses. They're always girls. One time there was a boy, I should say. Um, so they take care of the the guests and the primaries. Um, the guests who are on these yachts are like stupid rich and they kind of always get whatever they want. Um, there's usually a, a weird, crazy chef um, who's kind of just like really eccentric and stuff. Uh, there's usually like either a really, really, they call them green, which means they have like no experience. Um, deckhand or no why is that mean
2: why is that I feel like okay <laughs> why is you feel like what <laughs> nothing nothing
1: never mind <laughs> well it's a bad thing if you're if you're a because a lot of these people like will say they'll like kind of fudge their experience level because they want to get a job and so if you're a deckhand and you don't have as much experience as you say you do, it's kind of a big deal because you have to like be doing things on the boat to like get the boat into dock. Because like these are huge yachts and you're like pulling into a dock. But if you don't know what you're doing, it's a big deal. Right. I, I think
2: I would probably be, the, be the, the deckhand who doesn't know what they're doing and crashes the yacht. That would
1: probably I would, be who I was in that story. Um, I would 100% be that person. <laughs> <laughs> I would not. I'd, I would not even be because they have to do things like they count off like shackles and they are always talking about dolphins and that's like the little buoys that they put on the yacht so it doesn't like, like hit the dock and stuff. Aww. Yeah, I know. Okay, well, I have
2: to watch that, too. And then I
1: have to watch The Magicians. We'll talk about The Magicians in our next segment. Okay, cool. <laughs> and I'm excited about that. Okay, what else did you watch? Last thing. Um, last thing. Okay, last thing that I watched. Um, The last thing that I watched was, it's on TLC, and it's called Extreme Sisters. Oh,
2: man, what does it- that mean?
1: Oh my gosh. It's so, ah, okay. So it's about sisters who cannot live without each other. So a lot of them are twins. There are these twins from Australia on there who like, they do every single thing together, everything. Like they cannot, like they dress the same. One of them had to get like, like a tooth pulled and so the other one wanted to have the same tooth pulled so they could be this like identical they share a boyfriend together well lucky lucky (laughs) guy, right okay that's weird i don't know about that they're trying to get i know they're trying to get pregnant so they went to They, um, they are both. At the they same are. time. That makes sense. At the same time. So they went to a fertility doctor and they were like, We want to get pregnant. And he's like, Okay. They're like, Together. He's like, Okay. They're like at the same time. Is this like, like what codependency is? Okay. Yes. It's extreme. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're extreme. And then there's this there are the other these other identical twins twin sisters who married identical twin brothers and they have they both are like pregnant and so they're they have they both have sons so their sons are basically brothers because they all share dna that seems that is too far that's extreme
2: it is that's really extreme extreme sisters (laughs) i don't know about that either i don't know if i want to watch that one i'm gonna stick to the magicians I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick to that one. You're gonna stick to fantasy. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm pure fantasy. This
1: reality. Should, the reality is too much. I can't do the the reality that sounds like it should be fantasy. That
2: sounds way more fantasy than magic, honestly. Oh, it's weird. <laughs> I'm not watching that.
1: Okay. It's like a train wreck that you can't watch. Oh. That you can't stop watching. You're like, wait, what? Oh my God. <laughs>
2: That's like mm-hmm. those, like, okay, I don't even want to talk about that.
1: That's a whole, whole.
2: Okay. Our segment is over because mm-hmm. we're at the end of time. So thank you for sharing that.
1: Well, thank you. We'll be, we'll be back with more what's bird watching next time.
2: And I'll be there too.
1: <laughs> yes. Bye. And that is a wrap, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And in case you're wondering, Me Before Mom is hosted by me, Bert Anderson, and it is produced by the lovely and talented Sarah Abdel-All. You can also check out Matriarch DM for all of the show notes, as well as other amazing podcasts for women, by women. And don't forget to check out my own website BertMAnderson.com so you can see what's going on in my world. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you guys next time.